Hey everybody, welcome to the 23 Podcast. It's good to be with all of you as we are now on session number 151. Michael Pupp is here as always with my uh, friend, boss, pastor, local priest, confidant, Father Herb Weber. <laughs> but confessor. Uh, I act, it's true, I have never gone to you for confession. Although that's been difficult, I will say that's been difficult during a pandemic because you're really the only priest I've seen for yeah. a m- number of weeks. I, I for the RCIA first reconciliation because we have that before they can join the church. So I have Father Jeff Rose coming in to assist for that very reason so that people have a choice that they're not just cornered into to going to one priest. Sure. 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 That so. makes perfect sense. So as we promised last week on the 23 podcast, uh, as always, we will get to the readings for this Sunday, which this weekend we are celebrating Pentecost. Uh, but we're also going to take some time uh, at the beginning of the podcast today to talk a little bit about reopening the church this weekend, what we're calling our phase one procedures of reopening the church this weekend for public mass. So uh, I'll let Father kind of lead us through this, and uh, we'll just kind of answer some questions as they come up. We are live on Facebook once again, so if anybody has any questions on Facebook, they're welcome to submit those. And uh, we're going to kind of talk through what to expect this weekend if you plan to join us for Mass in the church. One of our parishioners who's uh, in um, human resource for a, a comp- major company <clears throat> sent me some of their guidelines so I could look at them. And he said something really good in it. And this was for a a worldwide corporation. And he said, don't think of this as Black Friday. In in his case, he said Black Monday, I guess maybe referring to yesterday when people are – or next Monday when they go back to work. Sure. Uh, Black Friday, of course, like everybody has to rush back in. Uh, So this coming weekend should not be seen as a Black Friday. There's not going to be any doorbusters. Uh, it is not a grand opening, please. And I think that's been one of the mistakes. People are kind of thinking like we're going from zero to 60. No. Uh, we're going very slowly, very intentionally. Sure. Uh, and for that reason, we're doing a bunch of things. I, I hope by now people have had a chance to look at it. But we will be having only two masses, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. We are restricting the church to 250 people. As people found out this morning when they came to the 9 o'clock a.m. mass, uh, every other pew is already roped off. It's it's actually a piece of yarn, so I call it roped off, but it's yarned off. Yeah. Yarn yarn is a little more dainty than rope. Yeah, it's it's a gentle thing, but you see it when you you know you won't if you trip over it, you won't fall. It will probably break the the yarn before it breaks you. Uh, but anyway. The two, the two major things that we're asking everybody is, one, from the moment you leave your car to the moment you get back in your car after mass, please wear a mask. And uh, you do that to protect the people around you. And when I started reading that people could be spreading a virus and still be asymptomatic, that's when it really dawned on me that we have to take that precaution. Sure. You know, there's nobody who comes to Mass who wants to make other people sick. So uh, so that's the, the main thing. The second thing is just as important and equally as important, and people easily forget it because we're all social, is to keep uh, the distance apart. And the distance 
has been uh, designated as six feet. I find I'm often keeping eight feet and 10 feet distance. Um, I, I did put marks on the floor for where to stand if you're coming up for communion. Sure. And uh, we're not going to have communion under both forms. It's just going to be the host. There will be four stations. Uh, two, you come up in a single row down the center aisle. And when you get to the front, you can go to the right and to the left. And those are going to be about eight feet apart from each other. You keep your mask on when you receive. I mean, not literally receive, but when you receive it in your hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm only communion in the hand, which most of the people in our parish do anyway. So uh, I've asked people to extend their hand far in front of them. So there, it's a, a foot to two feet in front of them, and I reach out a foot or two in front of me. I feel like you're and, coming out at me in 3D. I know. That's why I did it that way. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That you reminds the- me of when I was a kid. Remember? Well, you're not going to remember because I was... You were, you were not a kid when I was a kid. But there was TGIF on ABC on Friday nights when I was a kid. And it was like all the classic shows of my childhood, like Family Matters and Boy Meets World and Home Improvement. Well, there was a special Friday where they did like a 3D version. And you had to go to Wendy's to get, I think it was Wendy's, to get the 3D glasses so that when you were at home, you could watch it. And I can remember it was an episode of Home Improvement and Tim the Toolman Taylor would like have a drill, but it would like come out at you on the screen and you'd put on the 3D glasses and <laughs> it was great. So we, we should have a, a 3D podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? Okay. Anyway, did you notice, he, hello out there world, did you notice I was trying to be very serious and tell them to everybody about what we're doing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I, I'm just lightening the mood. I know. Anyway, so uh, after you receive the host, you step to the side, remove the mask, can take the host, put the mask back on and go back to your place. Right. It's right. a little bit slower. It's very, very methodical, but that's okay. We don't need to rush through it. Sure. Um, the... Uh, those are the two main things, but we're also asking people to leave conscientiously and from the rear so that we don't just all bottle up, bottleneck up at the doors. So people will be leaving from the rear pews and going to their car. Um, if somebody sits way up in the front over by the statue of the Holy Family or even by John the 23rd, if they wish to go out those emergency doors after mass, they're allowed to, but just there's no alarm goes off. But they have to remember there's just a little pad out there, a concrete pad, but there's no sidewalk. Right. So if it's right. raining, you don't want to go out that way. Also, once the door closes, you are locked out. You cannot come back in that way. Uh, we will give bulletins to people as they leave. If anybody tries to get a bulletin beforehand, they have to take it home because we cannot reuse any paperwork. Uh, these are not our guidelines. That came from, I don't know where, the diocese or the bishops. Um if you're wondering where all these directives come from, because they're slightly different from parish to parish, the Ohio bishops got together, and then each diocese issued their own version of it. Then we took the version from the Toledo Diocese along with the, uh, the version from the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. And then we found some other parishes who had put things together pretty succinctly, and that's how we pulled us together. So is ours a little more precise and a little tighter than some other parishes? Yes, but that's who we are. Um, and I just ask people to respect it. This morning was a, a, a dream. People were incredibly respectful. So uh, I don't expect problems, but I do ask people to be very patient. And uh, I know there it, the people have run the gamut. Uh, some people think 
We shouldn't have anybody come back at all yet. We have some people who think that uh, we're being too strict. And then there's everything in between, everything in between. So um, I think I got in trouble with some people the other day when I said, uh, follow the same directives that everything else has come out about who are the vulnerable people. Right. And, and so you have to be honest with who is vulnerable. And unfortunately, there are some who will have to wait longer. And I, I say that, unfortunately, because I know their hunger is authentic. And I know that they really want to come. And probably it's been such a part of their life for so many years, in some cases, so many years. So uh, that they will, uh, this will be very hard. But I do ask them to, and ask everybody else to respect that. Sure. One of the things that will be important prior to coming to Mass, if you make the decision uh, to venture out to Mass this weekend or in one of the coming weeks, will be that we're asking people to make reservations before they come uh, in order for us to uh, better control the size of the crowd at each Mass. So as Father said, we'll be limiting each Mass to about two, not to about two, one, 250 people. And uh, we're going to ask people to make reservations in advance so that once we hit, if and when we hit 250, we'll actually close the reservations for that mass time until the following week. So uh, reservations, if you're listening to the podcast as it comes out on Thursday, are already open at 23.church. For those of you watching here on Tuesday, they will begin Wednesday morning. So beginning Wednesday morning, May 27th at 9 a.m., people can start making reservations for mass, and those will be available until that mass time fills. Once the mass time is filled, uh, we will take that reservation down for that mass time. And you will, we will be asking people to do this each week, uh, obviously also taking into consideration that you may not be able to come two weeks in a row in order to give space for another family to come the following week. And, and we certainly include the possibility of people coming uh, to a weekday Mass uh, sure. for some people. Uh, the requirement for Mass, the Mass obligation has been lifted. And even the idea of receiving communion during Easter season has been lifted so that if people are able to get back to receiving communion uh, within this uh, church year all the way up to Advent. So that doesn't mean don't come back to church till Advent, but uh, just so you don't feel out of obligation. Um, There's going to be many things we're working out. By the way, it's an inexact number. We're we're saying 250. but we know if a family group, mom and dad and two kids come, they'll probably be sitting together. But if we have four individuals, they're going to be spread out six feet apart from each other. So the answer is we truly don't know how much room uh, 250 fills. In, and in it'll be different mass to mass, week to week. Yeah. So uh, please take the time to read all the guidelines. I don't want to, uh, us to miss reading the the Pentecost readings today, but uh, please follow the the guidelines. Uh, One final thing, wash your hands before you leave and bring a little container of hand sanitizer with you before communion to put it on. I noticed that this morning at Mass. uh, I did it myself, and I wear a mask when I give out communion. But uh, I also noticed that a number of people took out their little hand sanitizer and wiped their hands before they even came up to receive. Mm -hmm. I noticed that as well. You can read all the guidelines for this phase one of reopening the church at our website, 23.church. They're all there for you to read. And again, reservations can be made there as well. If you have any questions about this uh, in the coming days or the weeks ahead, 
Uh, there is a, a, a form that you can fill out with any questions you may have at 23.church uh, underneath all the procedures, and those come directly to me, so we've been answering those. We've, we've received many questions over the last week, um, so we'll be answering those as they come in, just trying to give everybody the best information that we can. And uh, not everybody's going to be happy. And if you're offended by what we're doing, I apologize. But at the same time, if we're keeping people healthy and safe, uh, I'm willing to do it. Right. Amen. Uh, you have to have the wisdom of Solomon on this, and I, I am not Solomon. Uh. <laughs> but, but, I, but I do know that we have Pentecost. And so I'm going to make this as the segue. Michael, yes. how many days between Easter and Pentecost? Well, there's 40 days between Easter and the Ascension. And then you add another seven between, well, Ascension is technically on a Thursday. So then you'd have to add another, what, 10 between Ascension and Pentecost. So it's 50. Okay. How many sides are there on the, uh, the, the building that we call the Pentagon? Five. Okay. Pentecost, Pentagon. Does the Penta mean something to you? It means five. Yes. Very good. I, mean, I, okay. I got a good score on this test today. Okay, so the first reading starts off, when the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, this is the Acts of the Apostles, which describes the first Pentecost. But it's not, I mean, the, the term, it was already referred to as Pentecost by the Jews. They had 50 days after Passover. So we Christians call it Pentecost, but it already existed. Okay, so the Pentecost story of the Holy Spirit coming down on the Apostles and if I do pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary, what number is Pentecost? Three. Very good. Okay. <laughs> so the, th the third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. Always one of my favorites. It's considered often the birth of the church or the birthday of the church. It's uh, all about excitement. And the symbols are? Fire. And? Wind. And? Dove. Well, not at the no. Pente at, not at Pentecost. <laughs> no, you're you're stretching. You're trying. The gospel. The gospel talks about the the breath. The, oh, when he breathes on them. Yeah. So it's, you said wind, but this is uh, not quite the same. But it's they're both breathy. They're both airy. Well, I was I was thinking of an axe when you know they say that like a violent wind consumes in the room. Does it say violet? Violet or is it purple? Look, I didn't say vi. <laughs> We, we're not talking violent, like dangerous. And so oh, they say and, a, a strong driving wind. A noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house. And then there were tongues of fire. Okay, now the gospel that we're reading is a, is similar but different. It's not the story of the first Pentecost, but it is the story of Jesus giving the Holy Spirit if when we start reading this, this sounds familiar, it should be familiar. It was the week after Easter. Uh, we're not reading the whole thing. Remember the story of Doubting Thomas. Okay. Well, we're not, we're not going to read the Thomas part. We're just going to read the first part. And since it's short, I will read it. The Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 19 to 23. So only a few verses. On the evening of that first day of the week, again, it's Easter, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. 
And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. So it's a very powerful image. He breathed on them and received the Holy Spirit. Uh, what a what a wonderful thing. So instead of this very strong driving wind, it's the breath of life. Have you ever been sick where you had trouble breathing? No. I did have pneumonia last fall, and I, I would say I was short of breath. You know, I would get more winded. I'd get winded more easily than normal. Uh, but I've never been sick to the point where I had real trouble breathing. Okay. Have you ever run so hard, so long, that you it really hurts, you can't catch your breath? It's like physically it hurts right from the insides out. I was going to say that's called getting a snack while I'm watching a movie. But... I'm watching a movie, but... <laughs> I remember uh, I was a runner in high school, and sometimes I would push myself beyond my capability. And I remember one time I ran all out for way too long, and I just thought, I hope I I hope I didn't hurt myself. I just couldn't breathe. You know, I just, just, just deep inside, deep inside, inside just trying to just gasp, try to gasp, gasp for breath. It hurt me all over. Me all over. And I had to kind of, I had to kind of walk it off, and it probably took a full five to ten minutes. Big deal, but I was okay. But the idea of not getting breath is really, really something. And of course, with COVID, we know it's a respiratory illness. There's a lot of other symptoms these days, but it's respiratory. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody can't breathe, you know, it it's just got to be a very frightening thing. Well, it's something well, it, that we definitely, we do literally involuntarily. I mean, we don't even think twice about breathing, you know, from the moment that you wake up in the morning to the moment that you fall asleep. You know, you I take for granted that we keep breathing while we're sleeping, you know. But not everybody does. There's a lot of sleep apnea, so uh, lots of issues. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie Downer. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer so much as to, I'm trying to focus on the image of breathing. Breathing, and you said we take it for granted. We do, but maybe we shouldn't. So the image of the Holy Spirit is the breath of life. Uh, one of my favorite favorite uh, titles for the Holy Spirit is the Great Animator, mm-hmm. and of course, Animator uh, comes from the anima, which means breath or spirit. But uh, an animator is an illustrator who brings things to life like uh in uh what's the one uh beauty and the beast you know that the dishes are talking and singing and you know be our be my guest be is that be our guest or be my guest our guest be our guest you know the whole idea the napkins are singing and all the spoons and all that stuff so it's like the animator brings inanimate things to life the holy spirit spirit brings us to a new life and that is the excitement. It's yes, we are physically alive, but now we're newly alive sure. it, or alive in a new way. And so Jesus breathed. <sighs> I found like I want to sound like Darth Darth Vader, but see, we associate that breathing with a very scary, negative thing. Yeah. yeah. No, that I. You know, when you can make 
I will challenge you to bring Darth Vader into your Pentecost homily this weekend. Just see if you can slip it in. I'll put $5 on it. Oh, but you know what? I probably won't, but I'll tell you. Uh, I need to tell everybody. We're keeping Mass relatively short. And, of course, relative is a, a relative word. Uh, so I have found in the last eight or ten weeks – when everything's been online and people are sitting in their jammies on, on the couch, uh, I didn't mind if I went 10, 12 minutes. But we're trying to keep people in a compact space, and our church is big and airy, but we're still trying to keep a crowd together at a safe distance for a shorter period of time. So my homily will be shorter. So there'll probably be all the parts of the homily that don't make the final cut. Including the Darth Vader mask. So you're gonna. So Darth Vader's already on the cutting room floor. It's it's already on the cutting room floor, <laughs> uh, because it's it it would be way too involved to try to do it. Because then I'm turning a negative into a positive. Well, I thought to keep things moving this weekend, we'll just sing Holy Spirit. We'll sing the word Holy as the opening song. We'll sing Spirit as the closing song. We'll be done. Is that the one? Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Yeah, yeah. We'll just sing Holy. That'll be done. And then the closing okay. song will be Spirit. Did we, did we just do that song? Well, we did it at a funeral last week. We did it at a funeral last week. I don't remember the last time we sang it on Sunday. I'd have to go back and look. It wasn't that, probably that long ago. No, I know it wasn't because we talked about the rhyme. The, your, fa- your favorite rhyme. Well, I think it's just a cheap rhyme. Holy, I saw, by the way, I love the song. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood Come this place. Flood place and fill the atmosphere. Come on. I didn't write he, it. I know. Yeah. When when Michael when Michael picks songs, not always, but often he'll run the song lyric past me. I, I'm no good with the music, but the lyric, I I look at it theologically and then I look at it in terms of poetry. Sure. It's because you're a lot and, deeper than I am. Oh, I, I would like to say I'm more literate. <laughs> wow. <Ouch. laughs> That one hurt. But, that one hurt. I'm not deeper. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe. Hey, uh, we yeah. only have about a minute left, but here's here's the line that struck me. You know, we've talked about, we've heard this many times, this gospel reading many times over the last year. I, it struck me as he says, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I send you. What happens in this gospel reading from John is not passive. It's not well, here it is now, sit in the room and enjoy it. It's action-oriented. Jesus said, now yeah. I want you to do something as a result of it. Go out, go out. To all the world. To all the world, yeah. That's another lyric you like. Yeah. And I'll tell you, uh, I, this week I had a lot of comments after Sunday uh, when I, I talked about the street preacher, but I really said that that's not the model for us. Uh, but the whole idea that we are we have to be authentic. But we have the gift given to us. And if we embody the spirit, that's when good things start to happen. Beautifully said. All right. So Pentecost this weekend, that's hard to believe. I feel like we just had Easter. But Pentecost this weekend at the church. If you would like to join us for Mass, you can make a reservation beginning Wednesday morning of this week at 23.church. And um, we'll see how And, how and if, you, if you come or if you stay home, consider wearing... Uh-oh. Father froze. He's going to say, consider wearing red, because I know him. And it looks like his mouth is about to say an R. Oh, are you ba- you're back. All right. That was what you're going to say, right? I'm, I said, please wear, consider wearing red. 
Right. Yes. Perfect. Consider wearing red. And you know, the one thing that we didn't say, Father, that I will add real quickly before uh, we go, that we are still streaming Mass on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So the Saturday Mass will not be streamed, but Sunday morning will still be streamed at 10. So for those of you that have been joining us online, whether it's on the website or on Facebook or on YouTube, we will still be there just like normal uh, in the over the coming weeks. So that is not going to change. Hey, God bless everybody. Stay well and watch out for each other. Please protect one another. Amen. We'll see you guys next time on the 23 Podcast.